All right, we're back. Welcome to another episode of Empire. I'm Pete Barenberg again, and as always, I am with CEO and founder of Purewell, my host, co-host, whatever you want to call him, host with the most is Nick DeFrancesco. What's up, buddy? What's going on, Pete? Always the best introductions. Try. I'm trying. It's a good. It's a good time. I'm in the spirit, in the good mood. I see that with this hat on. Mm-hmm. This is. Is that eggnog? What What, what are you drinking early? It's good. Uh, yeah, early a little afternoon. As they early where you might be, oh, yeah. not where I'm from. This side of the line, we're, we're perfect timing for a little eggnog. <laughs> I think that's what that's called. I don't know what you're drinking. Already. There is, and, and I think uh, some other people might know. And, uh, we got a good guest on here that could be a little familiar or might enjoy some eggnog or two. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about a guy who also, you know, I think you might have heard of him. A guy named Little Richard, right? Well, he's the guy who gave our guest his name, and we're talking about. He's got a new album. Uh, called crazy on the island got a feature track calling king of pot we are talking to crazy toms crazy how you doing sir oh good thank you guys for having me good to be here thanks for being here yeah absolutely thanks and uh happy holidays obviously i don't know if you're having eggnog or any uh drinks or smoke or anything but i hope you're enjoying uh, just, your... just, just some there we go hey salute uh, there we go so we got Cheers. Yeah, a cheer for everybody. Um, all right, cool. So obviously let's get into it. I mean, little Richard, big name. Um, you gotta tell us a little bit more about how you got your name, of course. So let's I guess let's start with that. Well, uh it was shortly after I moved to the United States, uh from Israel when I was uh, about 14. And uh about a year later we went to see it was a big festival. It was Jerry Lee Lewis, Chuck Berry, and Lil Richard. And um, basically, I, Lil Richard invited some people on stage, and the guards would not let me go on it because I pissed them off earlier somehow. <laughs> and they told me to get back to the lawn, which was I was supposed to be at. Um, and I basically like yelled toward the stage, and Lil Richard stopped the show. And he would not resume until they would let me on the stage. He got he got real mad at them, and uh, and I ended up going on stage. And we did a song. I uh, was one of the people who was singing backup. Uh, we did the Lucille. So after the show, he was handing out his Bibles and uh, signing uh, autographs and stuff. So I, I got I got to go to him. I was like, thank you so much. You know, you've been my idol since I was a little kid my vocal and piano influence, you know, for sure. Uh, one of the greatest ever. Oh, yeah, and he was like, well, what's, and he was like, well, what's your name? He's like, well, my name is Tomes. You crazy Tomes. Woo. <laughs> and, uh, I kept awesome. it ever since. <laughs> I, how could you not? <laughs> well, so obviously we have got to talk about the, the song, the King of Pot um which is kind of fitting for being on empire i would think but uh, you said also. You, it's in our wheelhouse definitely but, in the uh, wheelhouse definitely in our wheelhouse definitely um and you said you wrote it for um a vietnam veteran that was the charge for um discharge for smoking pot so, it's about um, a good friend of mine uh he was a vietnam veteran um and he got caught basically what happened was he bought some weed from a nearby village in Vietnam and he took a hit while he was supposed to be guarding the ship 
And um, the next thing he remembers, he was being woken up by, um, you know, the, the 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 general and everybody, and they were kicking him, and he got he got, he got discharged for that. <laughs> well, you don't understand. It's still ridiculous. Yeah, we we don't obviously want to understand it because it is ridiculous. But we could understand why that happens. It's so funny. We had somebody on that was finally able to uh, partake in cannabis and be in the Olympics. So you I mean if you think about like things are really starting to change. And I feel that if someone oh, yeah. really had, you know, they had a reason that they should use it for so many health reasons that are out there, then it should be allowed. Because there's a lot of high-ranking officials and there's a lot of people in the military of all different levels that said, we should be legalizing this. We should be able to have our soldiers to be able to use this or for a lot of different reasons. And if it's not just, you know, PTSD, which we use cannabis for all the time post, but also anxiety during, or even what you put your your body through, right? I mean, you know, doing all the crazy training and, and, and everything that you put your body for. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, if I knew I was going into war or I had a, I definitely have to smoke something. <laughs> I mean, because, yeah, that's, that's I mean, for sure. <laughs> a little bit. So, yeah. you know, so I don't know. You know. That's, that's my opinion. But, uh, but yeah, so, so how did you, um, so like, how did you get into cannabis? I mean, I know, obviously we all know that Israel is one of the leading countries in the world. For research for cannabis. I mean, this is well, yes, this, and, this is and, not and we thing. and now it's pretty much legal there too. But even before it was when it was illegal, it was still pretty much, you know, decriminalized the whole time. It was like the society kind of accepted, like people could smoke hash and weed, like at coffee shops, and uh, the, there would be almost like an no Amsterdam chance. vibe. Like an Amsterdam, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe well, Amsterdam had it officially legal. Israel did not have it officially. I don't know if it, if they do now, but it was you know any kind of uh, laws against it was uh, mostly unenforced. So they people kind of were looked pretty the much other safe. way. Exactly, people were pretty much safe uh, smoking at the coffee shops or you know just as long as it's not like <clears throat> like like real you know public places or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Right. Uh, it, it'd be pretty. It'd be pretty hard to get in trouble for weed in Israel. I mean, mm. I haven't really heard any cases of that. Well, that's good. So yeah, it's a little know. different than like some places uh, in America, like in the South, where it's still you know you can go to to, to jail for it. You know, it's funny. I mean, it, it, and I think that everybody's under the assumption at this point that it's fully illegal everywhere and federally illegal it would be the right classification but mm -hmm. like for example yeah. even in south florida palm beach county dade county um missing broward county um i think it's a ticket you know 
Um, it's decriminalized. It's decriminalized, right. right? So in Philadelphia, decriminalized in some of the major cities. Why? Because I don't have time to put in these fucking people in for smoking exactly. a joint. Like, there's people killing people in these cities. I mean, this is right. something that's a little bit more important than oh, you know, somebody. And yet, they seem to smoke. not be able to handle the killings either. It's just right. the wild thing. What are they fucking doing? Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, exactly. You know, to me. The- to me, the whole, you know, war against the pot, you know, it's it's complete insanity to begin with. It should have never, ever happened. I mean, why would you, you know, the whole concept of arresting people for, uh, you know, smoking something, it's, it's completely dumb and harmful <laughs> to the society, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're getting arrested for gardening. You're basically getting arrested for gardening. Exactly. And I don't, yeah, and what I don't understand is, is like, well, Israel of all places doing all this research and all these health benefits. Listen, you go grab a a, a, a fucking crack pipe. There's no health benefit in a crack pipe. Okay, no. there's no, no. But when you're talking about marijuana and all the things that it treats, come on. I mean, we're we keep yeah. saying this over and over again, but it still isn't. And this is why we have the show, mainstream media. Oh, still it's pot. Still it's marijuana. Still, I don't know. It's going to get me high. I don't want to. And there's a lot of things out there, including CBD, that don't get you high at all. Yeah, exactly. It a, <laughs> so it's 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 just again, this is what we have to do: educating and things like that. And and of course, this is why we have people on there. So, um, you know. The King of Pots speaks to the world needing to focus on enjoying life rather than arresting people for victimless crimes. So talk to you how your music transitions to that, because obviously it's an issue. Um, well, the way, I, the way I see it is exactly, you know, exactly that. It's like, why are we going and fighting wars and arresting people for you know, victimless crimes, you know, and stuff that uh, in many cases it, it helps, it's necessary for the health. And um, I can speak as one of them, you know, um, it, it treats, you know, not only anxiety, but, you know, so, you know, everything from uh, cancer to, um, yeah, pretty, pretty much. All yeah, kinds I mean, of things. all types of, right, um, there's a lot of different, uh, and, and, and I don't expect you to be an expert on all the different things that cannabis treats, but just on the basic modalities, there's about 58 of them. 58, right, wow. Uh, it's even more. Eight modalities, and these are from normal things. This could be like migraines and menstrual cramps. This right, migraines. M&M's, they call it. You know, I mean. This good is old m Good old Eminem. You have, you know, PTSD, which we talked about. You have epilepsy. You have, right, PTSD, right, PTSD, ADD. Um, Parkinson's, Crohn's. Parkinson's, Crohn's. I mean, this is, people, come on. Like, you need to be educated on, instead of always going, and I'm not saying there's not a place for pharmaceuticals. I'm not. Because... There's times where that's what you need. I mean, there's just not, you know, maybe it's even just a antibiotic. Okay, so but but you know what's the hypocrisy of it is that they're pushing all of those drugs 
all of those opiates, you know, uh, mm -hmm. get people addicted, get people dying like fentanyl, like stuff that's completely legal. Right, fentanyl, And it kills right. people. But yet, if, you know, I want to help my problems without, you know, going into opiates, I want to just smoke weed. And, you know, and then I'm risking, you know, basically uh, legal problems and prison, you know, so it's completely ridiculous. And you know, the whole point of my song is it's like, why don't we all just have fun, get high, whether it's on weed or just on life, I don't care, but just get high and have a good time. And, you know, don't, you know, let's and all the negativity all the uh, you know uh hurting people for yeah um, getting I'm, high isn't for just for the good, uh good reason you know war is around the world we don't need addiction that. why are we contributing right. to addiction we and we already right. have a war on drugs do we <laughs> i mean we definitely have a war but what i'm saying are, are we really helping that war no, we contributed it, it, to it, 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 it was just like with alcohol prohibition, and I'm not a huge fan of alcohol on a personal level, but it didn't work right. because things like that don't work. People will do what they want to do, and you can either make them criminals or you can uh, just um, accept people's right to do whatever they want to do with their body and, uh, you know... Uh, address any kind of you know topics a different way rather than you know use uh you use this kind of a force and war on drugs war on alcohol you know it doesn't work and it it's never education. did i mean it's yeah. i mean you that's gotta, what it boils what down is, to what i'm saying is is if people are going to make a choice right this is what you're saying to me I'm yeah like, look people are going to they have the right which everybody has a right to, to free yes to make their own choice right okay so if you have a choice and you're educated and you still make a choice again i think that that was an educated decision now i get what people say well people know about heroin and crack and all and they you know drinking and driving and they still get into a car true right so so there's definitely needs to be you know regulations but it shouldn't be illegal there, there's no. a big difference, you know, and, and that's where I'm having an issue. Like I'm, I push for regulations all the time. And we were the first person, uh, the first company to ever put, um, COA labels on boxes. So people QR know codes. exactly what's on there, which is a QR code leads to a COA. So certificate of analysis. So it talks about the. Uh, what's in a product, but what's also not want, what's not in it, right? So like you don't want right. pesticides or heavy metals or that, but it's also what the content of what it has in it, what type of cannabinoids or what milligrams and things like that. Terpene so, profile. Terpene profile. So most things that you go to a store at the supermarket that you're consuming on a daily basis doesn't have anything like this. There is no regulation. I mean, you go to GMC or any of these supplement stores, there's no regulation. So, so, so I do believe that there should be regulation or even when you go to food, well, the FDA approved. Yeah. Well, we're USDA certified organic, but I show you what's in it. <laughs> I mean, I don't just say it on a box. Sure. 
right? Yes, and and yes. so it's a little different, right? I mean, even some of the medications that we take over the counter, Advil, or even the the way that medications are that they have a tolerable tolerable limit of how close they need to get to a specific like if they're patented for this x y and z and this is what these ingredients they can have a deviation of up to 20 percent when you have i'm sorry 30 percent of a generic so a generic has to be i think 20 to 30 percent of what the actual name brand next generation is people take generics every single day they don't even know what they're taking so it's right. just like, it's just and what like, is that filler what's right. what is the what is other it? whatever the 20 to 30 percent is what other shit is inside of that then you know and, and i'll go low even if it was 10 per, even if it was five percent why is that okay like why is five to ten percent even if i was completely wrong with the 20 the 30%, which I know it's yeah, numbers might not be your forte, but, but, but my point is, is that, and I, we should look that up. Actually, we should look up the standard deviation, but, but even if it was five or 10%, come on, like you need to know what's in your products and what you're taking. So I do think that there's regulations, but let's say that, you know, the alcohol, what's in the alcohol, you still get in the car, you get in an accident. Okay. Well, alcohol leads to more than hundreds of thousands of deaths a year. Cannabis led to zero. Zero. Uh, nobody zero. nobody zero. has ever died from weed in history. Ne never died. I mean, if anything, when they're like, well, smoking under the influence. Now, I am not condoning smoking under the influence. I am not saying that. I mean, driving under, Dri driving, <laughs> driving driving under the influence <laughs> in any way. But I'm just yeah. saying, you know, you see these f movies and they say, well, was I speeding, officer? I was going, you were going eight. 80 miles an hour. No, eight miles an hour. If right. anything, it slows you down. I was like, just like the guy who came in here. He said uh, him and his wife, they decided to take an edible. He had to be at least 60, 65. And he was like, I ate an edible. We were leaving, you know, our friend's house. And then all of a sudden he goes to get out and he's like, I'm, you know, feeling a little weird, but he thinks he's already opened the window down. She goes, what is wrong with you? You're going four miles an hour. He's like, no, I'm not. He's like, I'm easily going 40 to 50. She's like, you're, and he pulled right over and he goes, and you're fucking driving. He's like, I can't do this. And she, and then he looked at her, he goes, why are you speeding? And she's like, you need to go to sleep. And right. he's like, it was way too much for him. So no, no one's ever speeding or ever driving too fast. It's always too slow. I mean, come exactly. on. This is, and, and, and yes, and most marijuana users, it leads to other things, junk food. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, everybody starts. Everybody starts with milk before they do hard <laughs> drugs or alcohol. You know, milk is a gateway to everything. That's so, true. Yeah. It's just it's crazy, I man. Again, but but, but I, I tell you one thing. In my experience, you know, in the music business, you know, you meet a lot of people with different, you know, uh, substance users and stuff. And uh, from what I gathered, most people, you know, who are into hard drugs like the one we're talking about you know the danger they don't even like weed i mean right. all the, like most of the people who like into coke or meth or whatever they don't even they either don't smoke weed or they you know it's something that they don't really care about you, you know, in my they experience. want that upper oh they look at you you know what i mean they want marijuana pussies you know right exactly that's the attitude yeah right so it's just like <laughs> We're not leading. Oh, whatever. 
Um, so, so let's talk about. It. You said some different people in music. So you had the album had the album that you um, had just put out had musical contributions from Remy Kabaka, who um, yeah. played with the Rolling the Rolling Stones and, and Paul Simon. If, if like don't or not. Yes. Um, yes. As well as a member of Abroza. Uh, just now, a couple legends. Right. So. Uh, Three Dogs, Night, and Cameo. This is quite a wrecking crew of session players as you have. So talk to us a little bit about the collaborations and, um, and you know, how that, that even comes about and, and how it was like working with them. Well, it's, it's just amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm blessed to know a lot, lot of uh, music legends from back in the day, like 60s and 70s. Like That's awesome. You mentioned... You mentioned Remy Kabaka. He played um, on um, "Sympathy for the Devil" with the Rolling Stones, and now I have I covered "Sympathy of uh, Sympathy for the Devil" with him on my last album too. That's cool. And then, yeah. and then he plays um, a lot, like more, like most of the percussions on my new album and some drums too. He plays drums on the title track "Crazy on the Island," and then um, um, Ambrosia, a burly drummer, the drummer um, from the beginning and now even um he's he, he co-produced uh, this album and he played the drums on uh, many of the tracks uh too and then also most importantly i have the chambers brothers on it uh the 60s uh, legendary band that known for time has come today uh they actually co-wrote a musical part on king of pot my new single and they sing on it and they sing on um other songs too uh, which is a big honor. Um, I've been playing with them ever since they reunited about nine, eight years ago. And I've been their lead guitar player. And also this album features some of the last work by Guitar Shorty. Uh, for those who may not know, he's a blues legend. He just passed away this April, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, he was uh, he was Jimi Hendrix's mentor. Oh, and he shit. was uh, one was of the electric... Guitar Shorty. And it's so Guitar funny because I don't know if you can see, but we're big fans of, of Jimi Hendrix. So we have well, Shorty was his brother-in-law. He was, he was married to Jimmy's sister, and uh, he, was, um, uh, he was Jimmy's idol. Jimmy used to run away from his army military base to see Shorty play, and eventually he became a center. He introduced him to the wah pedal. Um, okay. And wow. and anyway, so I I, I was uh, guitar shorty's uh, bandmate uh, for the last nine years of his life. At first, wow. I was his bass player, and then I switched to being his guitar guitar player. Um, and over the years, you know, we just became best friends. And he would um, play on my recordings um, quite often. And this album features some of his last work he does some lead guitar some amazing stuff um he he was 87 when he passed and uh he was great until the end one of those guys you wow. know it's funny i feel like some of these musicians never age like i just saw santana right. and right. is playing like i don't know i think he's better now <laughs> like right. i mean he i was, agree he was non-stop. I actually took my mom to, she wanted to go so bad. She's like, you know, it was Earth, Wind, and Fire, and, and uh, Santa. Oh, wow. And uh, it was Man, really, that's a show. West Palm, yeah, it was really an really amazing show. 
And uh, wow. he came out so hard. Like, he did not – he really – look, he's not the center of the stage. I mean, you think it's Santana, but he's playing the guitar. I mean, he's zoned in. You could see he obviously controls everything, but he's not yeah. center stage. Like, he cares about just playing the guitar. And, I mean, again, he'll sing a little bit, but – it's that guitar playing and he's so hard and he's coming out and it's nonstop. I mean, he feels like he had way more energy <laughs> and way more excitement than the guys that were like twenties running around the stage. Way better. And you know what's yeah. funny? Santana was glad you mentioned him. He was my first rock concert ever. Rivan Smooth came out. Yeah. I was yeah. Okay. He's That's amazing. Awesome. Well, you, you, know, and, and, you know, those legends, they still have it till this day. Like, I've, I've just went to see uh, Stevie Wonder. I went to see uh, Smokey Robinson, the oh, Doobie Brothers, geez, and all of them. Geez. They're like 78 years old, and they sound better than ever. Like, not for nothing, but did you have to take a time machine to that concert to yeah. get all these people at once? Shit. Right, exactly. <laughs> way, yeah. Well, you, you, and you performed uh, with, with a bunch of people on stage, a handful of yes, legends, I, like, Alvin Bishop, Walter yes. Trout, uh, yes. Taylor, uh, you know David Honeybarn Edwards. I'm reading some of these. He, uh, Kristen Kingfish Ingram, uh, Wayne. Yeah, Kramer. Kingfish, Chris Stone. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Kingfish. He's a new. He's a new. Uh, he actually just won a Grammy for the best uh, blues album. He's a young, young, young kid, about 22 years old, and he's like um, a big star now. Very well, deservingly. You got to be able to tell us some stories or some. I mean, well, I mean, again, how do you network? I mean, how are you getting in with these guys to be able to get on stage with them? Or do you like to pull them and then do collaborations? And and you got to have some crazy stories. You know, we always ask. I'm kind of like, I guess I'm kind of like the Forrest Gump of rock music. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, just, uh, I just somehow, I somehow end up in those situations. Well, well, pretty much. Uh, I moved to Los Angeles. Uh, well, I, I, I was going to college and high school in Virginia, and I moved to LA when I was 22, with nothing, maybe like a couple hundred dollars and a guitar on my back, and uh, and that's it, and uh, a couch to sleep on, <laughs> and I had to build, and I had to build my life, you know, from there. That was uh, over 15 years ago, and you know, the truth is, there's no. I mean, maybe there are shortcuts in this music business, but not in my experience. So you basically, I at least I had to do the hard work and take it step by step. I mean, I, I expected uh, to come to LA and you know become a big star right away, you know, and and the rest is history kind of thing. But it doesn't work that way. It's like you have to really pay your dues. And, oh yeah. But now people talk. People told me that, you know, but I was like, eh, whatever. And then I realized, uh, you know, they, 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 even they didn't know how much dues you got to pay to get anywhere. But you know what? After performing for so long and uh, just playing with different bands, meeting different people, uh, doing different things, it's like you just build your circuit, uh, uh, like, like, like your circuit, your own, your, you know, your own circle of friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and throughout it, I was, I was blessed enough to, uh, become friends with some, um, um, 
major legends, including, you know, some of the ones you've mentioned, like uh, Walter Trout. I just actually went to see him again at this concert and um you know wonderful people and uh i was lucky enough to have some help um and mentorship from like um great musicians who taught me to be better and uh i've learned a lot you know what to do what not right so even though you were paying your dues so to speak but you were gaining one in education but you put together one hell of a laundry list along the way so at the time you might not have think you're this big giant star now even looking back in you know the let's say the you know years of 10 to 20 years you've been doing it you look back and go oh shit that's what a star would look like you know what i mean so you you do have the accoutrement of the accolades that anybody else would have. You just got a different route of getting there. You know what I mean? Which probably might have been a little bit more fun on your way because there's a lot more knowledge you learn. Well, and I'm lucky enough that I'm able to, uh, well, I, I do my own music, uh, but I also have been backing up, you know, many people like all those guys. I mentioned the Chambers Brothers, Guitar Shorty. And currently I'm touring with the Red Elvises as well. We just did a Florida tour. So I, I know how to back people up and how to work within bands too. So that, that kind of helps uh, being able to play different styles of music, different genres and is, uh, learn other people material. Is there anybody that you're, let's say, looking forward to either trying to work with or, you know, you're, you're trying to, you know, meet on the same path that you can maybe do another collab with? Uh, with people that I already collaborate or, or like new people? Like a new, like someone you're looking forward to or you oh, really would like well, the well, opportunity well, to. But he well, said it's well, like well, Forrest Gump. It kind of just happened. <laughs> more, right. Well, That's why I'm asking about the aspiration in the head. Like, my, my, dream, my, my dream collaboration would be probably among the living people, it would be Paul McCartney and the Rolling Stones. Oh, um, that would, would be amazing. Yeah. Of course. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, I got well, it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, with all these people, there, there's got to be a crazy story. Is there anything you remember being on tour or with any of these guys? Just like a moment that stuck up in your head that you just remember that was just like, I got to tell you this story. Well, I'll I, I tell you. Yeah, through the Rolodex, Pete. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's a long pause on that. I thought the smoke I saw was from what he's smoking, but nope, it's him from just thinking. (laughs) Well, a little little bit of everything, but uh, there's just so many amazing stories. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you one that strikes in mind since you mentioned Elvin Bishop. Um, for those who don't know, he's he's known for the song uh, Fool Around and Fairly Love. So I was playing with guitar shorty in a club in San Francisco called Biscuits and Blues. <laughs> and we do like two sets there, two big sets. So during the break, after we finish our first set, I see like an older white guy, you know, setting up, like putting his amp by my amp. And I'm like, and, and, and I'm like, what, what the hell is he doing? You know, and I went, and I went to shorty. I was like, hey, shorty, uh, what, who is this guy? And uh, Shorty was like, oh, that's, uh, 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 he's, he's good. He's got play with us. I was like, do you know him? I was like, yeah, I know him. Uh, his name is uh, was Bishop. And then I look back at Elvin Bishop. Wow. Yeah, Elvin Bishop. And I was like, holy shit. And then Elvin Bishop ended up doing like a whole set with us. 
nice. Damn. Yeah, so there you go. I knew I knew I could dig a little bit. I could hear so I knew I could get a little bit of story out of you. So um so now where can listeners get the uh, get a chance to listen to your new, you know, new album, of course. Obviously, King of Pot. Where could they come and find? Yeah, so King of Pot is already out. It's on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, everywhere uh, for downloads, uh, streaming. But it's the radio version now. There's a longer album version that's unedited, and it's like twice as long. Uh, it's like seven and a half minutes or more, wow. it's and it's gonna be on the album Crazy on the Island. It's gonna be released January sixth uh, next year. Um. And uh, it'll be on uh, all the streaming, streaming and uh, downloading uh, websites. Like I said, mm-hmm. uh, they can get that. Also, I will, uh, I will have hard copies of it too, so you'll be able to order it. Oh, that's great! So great. Right. Awesome. Sounds like that extended time is just enough what you need to finish, start and finish a joint. So I like the new timing on that. You can't quite do that off in the radio. So <laughs> exactly. That's perfect, exactly. man. Well, I tell you what, Crazy Tom's man, it, it has been a pleasure. We do appreciate your time there. And uh, just for anything else, uh, just give them one more time where they can uh, follow you or support you. Yes. Yeah, so uh, you can follow me. Well, my website is crazytomes.com. And then uh, all the Facebook, Twitter, uh, you can find me by Crazy Tomes, Instagram, of course. And then also Reverb Nation, uh, ReverbNation.com slash Crazy Tomes. Um, my music is available for streaming now, and the album will be at one point available for streaming there too. Um, awesome. But it'll be available for like purchase and download streaming uh, January 6th. Nice, nice. Excellent. You know, just so in time to get out of the holidays. Huh? Yes, I was exactly. saying it's a good time. I was that right after the holidays to have best way to decompress from that stress. Get yourself exactly. a little music from the King of Pot himself, Crazy Tom. So we do appreciate yeah. it, ma'am. And uh, while everybody's out there supporting uh, our buddy here, go ahead and do the same for us. We'd like you to like, subscribe, share, comment on all the pod- uh, podcast platforms that you utilize, like Amazon, Spotify, iHeart, our flagship Cannabis Radio. And then, of course, if you want to check out anything we do, you get yourself 20% off at purewell.com. That's P-U-R-W-E-L-L.com. Use that code HEMPIRE for 20% off. And until we see you next time, remember to keep yourself getting educated. And uh, Crazy, we'll see you again, man. Thank you so much, and keep doing the amazing job you guys are doing. Uh, I fully support it. And, um, yeah, let's rock it and let's get high. Well, there you go. Let's get high. Raise that vibration. Until next week, we'll see you.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.